How do you do? The Box Office Pulp Board feels it would be a little unkind to present this podcast without just a word of friendly warning. We're about to unfold a cinematic commentary track, made by a group of men who sought to create a podcast after their own ravings, without reckoning upon God. It is one of the strangest tales ever told. It deals with three great mysteries of the internet, analysis, observation, and deconstruction. I think it will thrill you. It may shock you. It might even horrify you. So if any of you feel you'd not care to subject your nerves to such a strain, now's your chance to... Well, we've warned you. Now, to pause and refresh. For your convenience, we have an attractive refreshment stand in the lobby, with buttered popcorn, golden good and hot from the popper, your favorite candies, wholesome and rich, plus delicious Dr. Pepper, so bright and bracing with a tang and tingle unmatched by any other beverage. Enjoy an ice-cold Dr. Pepper at our beverage stand right now, and then return to fully appreciate this bop and a movie commentary track. Enjoy. Why don't you let me give you a lift? On the house. Hey, that'd be great. Thanks. That thing is in the... What? Little kids. What an imagination, huh? Come on. Get in. Big ass pumpkin. Do we want to do that for our intro? Like three seconds of gas pumpkin chanting, followed by hello. 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 That should be part of the contest of Big Ass Pumpkin Day, like a velour off. You just get people in. Hello. 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 Uh, and welcome uh, uh. to Box Office Pulp. Well, now you started, so continue. Are we actually? Oh, hello, everyone. <laughs> welcome to Box Office Pulp. <laughs> it's great to have you here. I missed you, boys and ghouls. This is your host, Cody. Joining me today, we've got Mike Napier. Say hello, Mike. Hey. Hello. We're doing velours off. Hello, Mike. <laughs> we did, did the joke already. You can't go back to it. No, you got to run the joke into the ground so it stops being funny and then resurrect it and then kill it again. Oh, the box office pulp way. Exactly. You're catching on. I'll train you eventually. Uh, MB. Hello. hello. Ooh. Nice. Right, no, that just sounded like the... Um... Hello, joke from Seinfeld. <laughs> I was thinking of uh, 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 The Simpsons, the waiter. <laughs> Hello! Yeah. We're getting sued by like eight different shows now. And also joining us today, James. Ha ha ha! Podcast. And that's what we are, folks. A podcast, we swear it. And on today's episode, it's a very special... I know I say very special all the time. Those are lies. This one's true. <laughs> <laughs> this one's a very special podcast because we are covering the boppiest of holidays, Big Ass Pumpkin Day. Big Ass Pumpkin. Big Ass Pumpkin. The best holiday. If you haven't heard of Big Ass Pumpkin Day, shame on you. Go listen to our previous year's episodes because I don't feel like explaining it again. It's going to waste time. All you need to know is this is when Halloween officially begins. Yes. So today, to celebrate... The best of holidays. We are going to be watching the Disney Channel original film, <laughs> Halloween Town, and providing a commentary with it. 
a perennial favorite in the box office pulp household. Yes, if you're wondering why we're doing Halloween Town, thank you for joining us. <laughs> no, there's there's a big ass pumpkin in the middle of Halloween Town. There is a big ass pumpkin. That real town occasionally puts a big ass pumpkin there for a celebration. I think that's magical, and we should do an outing there. Oh, that oh, would be I'm fantastic. All for it. Guys, we could plot that. We could actually hit that up because it's in Oregon, according to the IMDb trivia, and then circle our way back up into Seattle, or not Seattle itself, but Washington, and then go to Twin Peaks and annoy all the people in the RR Diner who hate Twin Peaks fans. Can we <laughs> I, Can we actually do this as like a fucking YouTube <laughs> box office pulp documentary? I'm have all you, for it. Have you guys I'm not seen even really American joking. Horror That's Story Roanoke? Part. It's going to be like that. Like We're just all going to murder each other, <laughs> and there'll be one survivor by the end. All I, can think, all I can think is how many Portland hipsters must wander in there day to day. Hey, let's check out Halloween Town. <laughs> uh, that's actually where they get their extras from each time they make a new movie. They just throw a Frankenstein mask on and tell them to walk around. <laughs> Regardless, we can get into this with the actual commentary. Uh, so everyone, pop in your DVD of Halloween Town. Unfortunately, there's no Blu-ray, so you're going to have to deal with Would DVD, you? but hey. You totally you own. Got. You can go down to Target right now and get it for like $7. If you don't own it, just pause us, drive to your Target, wait for them to open if they're not open, buy one, then come back. You can also get Tower of Terror for the same price. It's a great deal. Nice. Oh, yeah. There is also a double pack of Halloween Town and Halloween Town 2. Correct. Halloween Town Revenge. Yeah. Don't watch it. No, nah, it's, it's not as good. It really, really isn't. But it's no Halloween Town High, which I haven't seen and refuse to because I have principles. I've seen it. Don't. Box Office Pulp recommends just ignore everything but what we're watching tonight. Yeah. So. So anyway. Pop your, yeah, pop those DVDs in. Get in sync with us. Mike's going to count us down, and we're going to comment over this film that you should probably also watch after we talk about it, or before. Pitbull, did put on repeat. It's delightful. Are we ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-
It really is. This kid. Okay. This this motherfucker. <laughs> this piece this of four human eyes. garbage. Garbage. So I, I see this kid and he, he's like, oh, Halloween. I just want to punch him. And I think that's the design. But he also reminds me of like the worst qualities of myself. He's like staring into a mirror darkly. And like as a kid, I probably was most like that dweeb. And I, I just hate him so much. He fills so me with rage this- every time I see him. I always feel like this kid then grew up to be Billy from the Power Rangers. <laughs> also, I hi, April so. O'Neil. <laughs> also, oh, upon yeah. a rewatch of this movie, I realized like how terrible this family dynamic is. I didn't realize it until just this year, but man, all they do is snipe at each other. Like this family, it's awful. Just, despite the hugging at the end of the movie, just does not love each other in any ways. Oh, they detest detest each other. It's, it's and a the father's that as as... dead, I think, or maybe he just left because He's they were just so gone. horrible. I think ma- they magicked him away. They they did some sort of horrible Clive Barker thing, and he's dead, or like possibly some sort of killer statue in another region, hellscape. Are you fascinated? I still think at he's all... Caliban. Are you fascinated at all by the fact that the dead father keeps being referenced? Like that's like him. Dying is going to be an important plot point to the drama of the mother or something, but I think they just didn't feel like writing a father character. <laughs> like One he was cut out. True. The he was they like uh did the replace thing in final draft like an hour before the start film because <laughs> it's just so well, unimportant. Uh, dead like, dad, who cares? Like, oh, I met your father on Halloween, and now he's dead. Anyway, moving on. What if they did a mashup, and it's revealed in the prequel that Marnie's father was actually, like, Ben Tramer? Like, he was, he was just murdered during Halloween 2. Well, that is a terrible tragedy, and I will never forgive the co- the police force of Haddonfield for murdering Ben Tramer. <laughs> Who is just trying to transport his dynamite? (laughs) It's a great injustice that the legal system has failed us on any prospective follow-up to the Ben Tramer case, specifically the Tramer family versus Haddonfield. I'm pretty sure everyone forgot about Tramer the second he blew up. They're just like, oh, time to move on now. He's dead. Uh, No one forgot Ben Tramer. <laughs> easy, Loomis. You. Easy, easy. I ran him over six times. Six times. Until he had no teeth. So I need to make a public service announcement here. Uh, actually, it's not quite a service announcement. It's more of a threat. <laughs> so on on my door in my apartment, I put up uh, a skeleton. Friendly waving at uh, people who come on by. One arm up in the air. He's got on a little top hat and bow tie. Nice. I call him Billy Bones. You may buy this cutout from Target. I keep pushing them, but I don't give a shit about Target, I swear. They're just conveniently located near my house and they have Halloween stuff. Uh, so I do came you back now from... own a Target? Is, is uh, that what's going on here? Uh, Target is headquartered in the Twin Cities, so they're like all around me. I can't. I don't even have a Walmart near my house anymore. It's very odd. But why is this bus so lazy? Why can't that bus just land and let people out? Not all of them are witches. (laughs) And it lands later, so it's like such bullshit. Right? 
Also, yeah. this bag is so unimportant to the plot. This is like the only it's time introduced it's like it's going to be a wacky side character, but you see it twice. I don't really? know why that, that angers me so much, but Halloween Town introduces magical bullshit then forgets about it constantly. It's very true. But did you not hear that kid? The bag defies logic. They can't have it around. It must be killed. But anyways, back to Billy Bones. So I came back to my apartment tonight, this very evening, folks. Oh. And someone had gone up to Billy Bones while I was not here to defend my abode and ripped off uh, two of his three fingers. So it looked like he's just giving everyone the bird. What? Mm-hmm. Yes. Like a family-friendly skeleton, they had to defile him, so I had to take his hand off. So now he's just raising a nub up in anger. And so oh, now just looks he... like he was a victim of a hate crime. Yes. He's a veteran so if, now. Yeah. Uh, so if, if I find the... I don't have the right term for this. Like, ragamuffin? Is that is that like a term for... Yes. No I'm good. assuming terrible children. If I find you, I'm just going to have to put you into a blender. Like, it's the only thing I can do to make you better. So this is just what turn it means you into human paste. You just had, like, the lowest level version of what happened to Eric and Shelly in The Crow. (laughs) (laughs) Like, the absolute lowest level version. You can't rain Target all the time. I don't even know what to do. Like, do I I put a bunch of tape over the the rest of the skeletons? No one, like pulls off his ribs and makes a shitty xylophone on the ground? I don't know. What, what kind of people are you surrounding yourself with if that's I, a legitimate concern? I had thought decent people, but I was very wrong. I have a suggestion, Cody. I don't know if this has occurred to you, but maybe he could wave with his other hand. Yeah, but then they could just do the same thing. There's nothing protecting his other fingers. Okay, well, here's what you do. Put you... razor blades on it so it'll fuck them up. See, I was thinking about leaving candy after Halloween, but now I don't trust it. These people are just, they're not deserving. Minnesota Why don't you just leave the middle finger? I thought about it, but this is like a family-friendly skeleton, and that's a little bit too punk for me. Uh, You learn nothing. Oh yeah, you do own various sweaters. I do, I love sweaters. I don't like wearing sweaters so much, but I like the idea of sweaters. (laughs) Who the fuck likes the idea of sweaters? You're just like looking at your wardrobe and seeing all the sweaters on hangers and knowing that you have... No, 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 no. If you put sweaters on hangers, they get like the little shoulder nipples. You gotta fold those guys, man. But when you like pull open a drawer and see a, a variety of nicely folded sweaters, you feel very professional. And, uh, like, they look cool. They seem like on a mannequin, a sweater seems dope as hell. Unfortunately, when I put one on, I just feel lumpy, and I don't like sleeves, so it just becomes very awkward. I'd like the idea of sweaters, but I can't pull them off is my problem. Cody? Yes? How many sweaters do you own? Um... Shit. Uh... We're not counting cardigans. You said sweaters. So one, two, three, four, five. Uh, I'm going to say six, and I just threw a couple out. So six, you just threw a couple out, but you can't wear them, and you don't I, I like. I occasionally sleeves. wear them. I wear them, and I roll the sleeves up, and I, I just kind of feel self-conscious the entire time I'm wearing a sweater. 
Must be great to have, like, that level of disposable income, right, guys? Oh, cardigan slash sweater money? It's my dream. Dude, okay, cardigans, that's just, everyone looks great in a cardigan, so I'll wear those without <laughs> complaining. I only own, like, two cardigans, though. Yeah, but I own just, zero. I'm, uh, I'm a button-down man. You've yeah. gotten so much use out of them, though. Out yeah. of those two cardigans. The problem is the buttons pop off, and I'm not good enough at sewing to make them last. So you get attached, and you got to throw them out, and it's just oof, it's too much. You're better Sounds wearing off like shirts. You don't want to get attached to anything. Even that's clothing. The, that's the bop in <laughs> a movie. Like The lesson that you need to learn from this big-ass pumpkin day, never get attached. Oh, yeah. I would say that for all of our commentaries. That's the lesson I'm trying to get at. Also, I like how annoyed this mother is. Like, my children are having fun. Yeah, this this character is really unpleasant. Yeah, I don't know what happened to April. After Casey died, she just... And then, like, there was the whole... There was the whole thing with Bebop and Rocksteady and their attempted assassination of the mayor of New York and... And she had to cover it. She was held hostage, and the turtles didn't come in time. And she she held resentment towards them for that because they were too busy, you know, fighting the super shredder. And then they went I'm backwards looking... in time. <laughs> I'm oh, if they the never went that... back in time, she would be happy and embrace Halloween right now. Uh, that could have been part of two. I mean, they did have that whole time travel aspect in that one. But my my concern here is they have three. Debbie Reynolds coming. No, in two, there's time travel. No, there's Calabar's. Not. Yeah, oh, Calabar's. I, I thought Wait, I thought we were talking about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Still, I was excited. Oh, now sorry, you're back sorry, on Halloween sorry. Town Two. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to stay on topic. Halloween Town Two has time travel. It's it's a thing. To what end? Uh, they screw up, so they have to go into the past because they can't leave the. They're basically like temporally trapped, so they have to go through time to try and get to areas where they're not trapped. I think every Halloween town past this one involves time travel because they had time to fill. I think worse than that, they made this rule in this one that time tra- uh, time happens differently in the two dimensions. And so instead of sticking with the original concept of, oh, like you have to get back to Halloween town within a certain amount of hours, like, fuck, okay, that really limits us on what we can do because we can't afford to be in Halloween town the entire movie. Yeah, Halloween Town 2 has Halloween Town for, like, a scene. Yeah, and then they do, like, a grayed-out sad version of it for the other scene that it's in. <laughs> yeah, where they have to explore cheap Halloween Town. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest, I think the town pretty much said everything it needed to say in the first film. Yeah, it's always amused me that this was a franchise... To the point where there's a Sarah Paxton Halloween Town movie that came out like five years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I just feel like it's such a missed opportunity. They could have done like a whole Harry Potter thing with Halloween Town. Just kids growing up in Halloween Town trying to fight Calabar. You could you well, could reboot that shit so easy. Well, the Sarah Paxton movie is about a witches and wizards academy that she attends. And it's just an off-brand Harry Potter movie. Yeah. That's all you need. Just have Harry Potter, but with more, like, orcs and stuff. Halloween Town has a very loose set of rules as to its inhabitants. Like, it can just be anything. Most of the people are just people with lumps. It's like a leper <laughs> colony. That's all Halloween Town really is. 
We apologize to any lepers listening to pop in a movie. I was thinking anyone in my lungs. head. I'm like, oh, there's actual people affected by leprosy. That was probably in poor taste. No, their ears fell off. It's okay. They can't hear us. Oof. That you is a say... stere- that is a stereotype, and I am I will not partake in your perpetuating of it, sir. Might you say that as if we're not the podcast that would totally have a mostly leper fan base? What do you think all those Germans are? <laughs> oh, they really liked how we supported well, the we've villain from Princess Germany, Mononoke. So that's great. I don't know if that's how leprosy works, James. <laughs> Anyone else want to take a swipe at some large group of people while we're at it? Can we, we can say something bad about Russians, I guess. Yeah, they've heard it all. Yeah. Also, I'm very frustrated because they introduced the time travel aspect in 2 and they made it so blasé, like, yeah, whatever, we do it all the time. Then why are you so fixated on visiting your children once every 400 years? <laughs> I, 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 going back to the family dynamic, what horrible like crime did this grandmother commit that where she can just never see her grandchildren? She... Um... She killed her. She killed a pimp. <laughs> like Halloween Town pimp. The, the logic really is he very was, nebulous. He was a vampire, so I mean, he, he was staked and turned to dust. But still, logic applies. Like once again, they 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 allude to there being like a logic to it, and then they just say "fuck it," and you can come and go as you please. Like maybe. I, maybe the grandmother walked in on the father beating her daughter, so she, like, turned him into, like... You know, she made him Bernie. Or, uh, Benny, the, the Benny cab the, driver. just blew his skin off. <laughs> and cursed him to be a cab driver for the rest of his days. Uh, a delightful afterlife. What? You just get to be a what? rubber-faced skeleton man. Okay, here's a question, because I've never seen any of these films. Uh, what's the judicial system of Halloween Town like? Because I want to know none. I want to know what she's running from and what legally we can entangle this grandmother so, with. So yeah, there, they there just are have a cops. mayor. No, there are cops in Halloween Town, but you never see them do anything other than walk around swinging their clubs. Like, they don't even really do... I, I, I don't know if they have any lines in this movie. I think they just kind of look disapprovingly at the kids. Oh, you better so. get it out of there, Joe. So I don't know if there is a legal system in Halloween. Well, there's Town. a mayor, so yeah, but that that's kind of separate. With yeah, elections, what, apparently. There's, there's, there's why, would election need, why would you need like a a person of power if there is no law? Also confusing. Halloween Town is apparently just a town, and like a couple of places just on the outskirts. Where does the world end of Halloween Town? Like, if you walk too far, is it like Coraline? You just end up back where you started, or do you fall off into the into the the void? Well, it has the same logistical problems that Nightmare Before Christmas Halloween Town has, where it's it's in its own pocket universe, but also totally part of the real world as a physical place you can go to. <laughs> well, and much like Nightmare Before Christmas, no one's just walked out of town before to notice all the other shit. <laughs> yeah and there's also random other junk in two i'm gonna keep going back to it because fuck it uh 
there's a character where everything that's lost in the universe appears there. Unless you lose something there, then it's just gone. So for some reason, Halloween Town also is like the world's largest junk bin. I don't, I don't know why that guy is there. Uh, is that the the secret origin of Halloween Town? Like all of the races of people that the world shunned magically transported there? <laughs> this is actually I, like the the soft prequel to Nightbreed. I was gonna say like Halloween Town's mythology is very similar to Nightbreed. It is. The more I think about it. Oh, Nightbreed over Little Monsters. Oh yeah. Oh, all all the whole thing is the same universe. Just imagine though, if you watch those together, like you did a buttonumathon with the movies of linked in this weird cinematic universe where there's Halloween Town, Nightbreed, Halloween Two, apparently. Also, just imagine the end of Nightbreed with all of the creatures going to Cabal and saying, "You must find." A new home for us. Cut to Halloween Town with Halloween. <laughs> and they just invade. Oh my god. That's the oh, no, Disney no. Channel original movie I want to see. Like the guy cutting his face off as they're like meeting Benny who doesn't know what to say to this. Oh no, no. I'm saying Halloween Town is the future of Nightbreed. Like Calabar is Cabal. <laughs> It's very similar. They have similar hair. And Calabar is evil, so he's just like Boone. <laughs> <laughs> what if he is just Boone? Do we know are any of these people on Twitter? Can we ask them like, directly? Like, hey, <laughs> can we ask Clive Barker? But dear Mister Barker, <laughs> he actually he actually has strong opinions on Halloween Town and its chronology. That would be the greatest thing in the world to hear, Clive Barker giving you the lowdown on his opinion of Halloween Town. Well, quite frankly, I don't know what I actually believe about the universe. I think uh, I think Halloween Town High was some bull, though. <laughs> what I want to know is what is Astrid's story. How I, did her ears grow to such length? I what pleasures <laughs> did she know? I recently listened to Parker's uh, com- commentary for Lord of Illusion, and he gives a great commentary. He's very informative and a uh, good little dry sense of humor. Like, I would appreciate him providing this commentary for Halloween Town. I would love to hear his thoughts <laughs> and the darkness he would bring to it. I like how you just stopped to go, you know who's a great guy? Clive Barker. It's true. I will say that. And you that. know what? I agree. He doesn't yeah. get enough love. Box you know Office Pulp this- recommends. Clive Barker, in all you know his what, forms. You know what? This pride pumpkin is dedicated to you, Clive Barker. <laughs> and your love of comedy. Speaking, speaking of which, like we did with the last commentary, James, what is the pumpkin progress? Uh, terribly so far. The glue stick I got <laughs> to it fix the uh, glitter is not working very well, so a lot of this is falling off. Yeah, pumpkins are kind of... They've got, like, a sheen on the outside you wouldn't expect. Uh, I'm getting enough on it for the effect to come across, and I feel like that's what's important. Yeah. I'm very excited. Also, I am just going to be picking glitter out of every crevice for the next year, I assume. That's the deal with glitter. Yeah, glitter was, uh, honestly, you should have just gone with paint. Yep. (laughs) Always go with paint over glitter. 
You could have got some glow in the dark paint too. That'd been bitching. Oh, that looks Ooh, awesome I... on a pumpkin. Oh yeah, yeah, some acrylic. Yeah, I'm I'm totally gonna do that next year. I was have yeah, I'm have to considering doing it this year. I was honestly torn between this and doing hobgoblin just because oh, most of it be would cool. already be painted for me. Exactly. <laughs> If I can go back to Clive Barker for a second, what happened to the Mr. Be Gone movie we were promised like 10 years ago? Yeah. Because, goddamn, I want that movie. Like, that would be a lot of fun. That would be awesome. There's a, apparently a really great audiobook. Oh, is there? I believe nice. so. I believe it's uh, Doug Bradley doing it. Oh, bitchin'. I should check God, that out. I mean to pick it up. God, we've got... Like, we had Nightmares of... In Dreamscapes for Stephen King. We've had that uh that Neil Gaiman anthology show last year. Where is the fucking uh, Books of Blood series? Uh, unfortunately, Sci-Fi got their hands on it, and they did one pretty bad Sci-Fi Channel level movie, and uh, there it sits. Well, I just mean like in general, like where's the Clive Barker anthology show? Wouldn't it be great no one gives Barker like, respect. The... It's true. Nobody loves you like box office pulp loves you. Uh, I think like maybe with the King Renaissance we're getting right now, they hopefully branch out into contemporaries. And I mean, who else has the same horror clout? But like, Clyde Barker, man, come on. Sure. Also, I love the spoopy bus stop sign there. <laughs> I think I, that the is, grandma put with her. That <laughs> is left like the... there by the bus, but it serves no purpose because only one person is going to get on it. And yeah. she already knows where it is. And now the bus See, is it's just not driving. fucking flying. Where was it? We want answers, Halloween Town. We want our answers. Stop at a fucking strip club on the like while I was in town. <laughs> Maybe. Also, I'm very annoyed by this because that's not how buses work. With the kids sneaking in the back, like you don't just open the back door without alarms going off. There is no security really... on this fucking bus. No, nobody that's cares in Halloween Town. That's the magic of Halloween Town. Children can get <laughs> anywhere. Designed to do that. Trapped. See the fucking escalators in that place. I want to say, though, I, I really think Debbie Reynolds, this was like a whole Machiavellian plan of hers. She knew the kids were there. She led them astray. She wanted them to go to Halloween Town so they would just never go home. She's stealing also, these children. Uh, Cody, your cameo is about to come up. <laughs> hey, Cody. <laughs> I, I feel slightly insulted. <laughs> you should. Prove me wrong, though. Also, I fucking I love you a Gremlin that. Man here. Gremlin Man is dope as fuck, man. He looks like a character from Freaked. <laughs> yeah. Also, I've always been obsessed by the fact that... Hey, Kennison. <laughs> I've always been obsessed with the fact that on Halloween, the peaceful, happy denizens of Halloween Town go to the real world and scare the fuck out of innocent people. I mean, wouldn't you? If you were born a Frankenstein's monster, wouldn't that just be your aspiration? Hey, okay, there we go. There's the cop and the big-ass pumpkin. <laughs> so there I wonder the busy system. work the, the pumpkin gremlin is doing there by just moving pumpkins around back and forth. Back and forth, yeah. That's their, that like, top not source monster, of economy. Bobby. I mean... You know what? I'm not going to even finish my thought on that. No, too late. You started. You must end it. So that lady just has a big nose. She's a witch. Well, she's a witch.
You sound like you're both from like the the Middle Ages. Oh, she has a big nose. She's a witch. She's a witch. <laughs> well, she has to be burned. Why is there a milkman? Because uh, even in Halloween Town, they gotta have their milk. And what what animal does that milk come from? Uh, uh giant Benny. tarantulas. The world may never know until Halloween Town Five. <laughs> is that Ed- Eddie the Head from Iron Maiden? <laughs> <laughs> Estimated long ago. We gave up on the sign, guys. It's just a like random sign back there. Ah! Yeah, pumpkin heads. Just a guy with a fat ass. Look, at that, all, that's all the cop does. He just stands around beating that club. Like, he's waiting to find somebody unruly. You know, we we make all this, like, whimsy about, like, oh, it's a, it's a bunch of witches and goblins and all that. It's like, what if these are just people with deformities, and this is just a cruel insult that the mayor of this one town just happened to put in? This one normal town. <laughs> Damn, Calabar is evil. Can we stop calling him Calabar and call him by his true name, Mr. Dark? <laughs> Prove me wrong. Go ahead, Internet. Make our day. Seriously, the second Calabar shows up in this. Right, right, right here, now, actually. It's just, tell me he's not about to start ripping pages of a book out dramatically while saying ages at somebody and driving them to a heart attack. <laughs> Hello, children. Welcome to my Pandemonium Shadow Show. Also, 30 Mike, years. 35 like... years. 36 years. Oh. <laughs> Like, I feel like this dude is your aspiration in life. Dark Willy Wonka? Pretty much. So I never thought about it. Halloween Town does seem like a brain-damaged Ray Bradbury story, doesn't it? <laughs> Very much so. <laughs> I like how we started this movie. Like, it's fantastic. It's a classic. And all we've done for, like, the last... How long are we? How far are we into this thing? 20 minutes? 30 minutes? I don't know. I will say, Halloween Town <laughs> does... Like, I mean... Halloween Town totally holds up, shockingly. Better than most Surprising. Disney Channel original yeah. movies. Yeah. It's still dumb as fuck. And it's still it's a just Disney Channel original dumb. movie. You can't escape from the fact that it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, it's it not, it's not like you could say, oh, well, this is like a, a benchmark of quality. It's like, it was made for 12-year-olds. Could you imagine if we were watching the 13th year right now? <laughs> Got the God. other me. At least this feels like an actual movie, unlike Phantom of the Megaplex, which I recently rewatched, and I wanted to blow my goddamn fucking brains out. <laughs> it is oh, I pretty thought much we were like... going to save that for a commentary. Hey, the greatest we'll get there. Hey, the greatest character of all time. Oh, I'm sorry. I have an IMDb trivia fact I need to read. So if anyone's watching this right now, I know this might be confusing, but, uh, and quote IMDb, during an interview with the Baltimore Media Blog last month, it says last month. I don't know when that was. It's, there's no published date. Brown revealed that the character Benny, a hilarious talking skeleton that drove a taxi, was, in fact, a robot. That's I not like a person, th- people. That's a robot. I like to think he wasn't talking about the special effect. Like, in the context of the movie, Benny is a robot. He's, he's a robot that happens to look like a skeleton. Everyone gets confused. He's I'm wearing his Halloween something. costume of a skeleton. Uh, he's trying to look more human. What an odd effect Benny is, but a, I mean, it's a Benny's an awesome fucking effect. I mean, this just looks so cool. He was but, like the hook in Halloween Town. I, I wouldn't have liked the movie nearly as much. If there's no Benny. 
Oh, yeah. But it's just such a weird thing. Hey, what if the skull moved constantly for no reason? <laughs> yeah. Like it was, like it's it such was a strange decision. Insect. Here, here's what I want to know. How did Benny learn to drive? Uh, he was a human, and then he had all his skin ripped off. He's actually thought... played by Nick Cage. This is this is Ghost Rider three. <laughs> well, it's Nick Cage had to go undercover in Halloween Town to prepare for the role. He just gives his penance there and kills all the children. <laughs> it's also, also just weird about... that he's. It's like he can't stop moving. <laughs> Help me! Oh. Is that a violent seizure? I feel like Benny is best friends with the uh, ghost taxi driver from Ghostbusters. <laughs> I was going to say, like, I like to think that Benny is what happened to the phantom cabbie from Are You Afraid of the Dark? They get together. They have meetings and drag races. You know, I nice. just rewatched that episode. <laughs> really? Yeah, like a couple days ago, I just rewatched that episode. That's really weird episode. That's the first episode of that show. Yep. It's a really fucking weird episode. Yeah, doesn't that, doesn't fucking Are You Afraid of the Dark start episode one with Professor Vink? Yep. That weird arc villain that show had for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> God. Okay, I'm calling something for next year's Big Ass Pumpkin Day. I don't know if there's a pumpkin in it to justify it, but... It's very much in this wheelhouse. We'll put it to the, the Are You board. Afraid of the Dark movie. Ooh. Didn't they have oh, like that's a, a Bigfoot? I think Something so. Like that. We've been Are You Afraid of the Dark, the movie, is legitimately good, too. That's always fascinated me. We've been threatening uh, to watch it just uh, privately for like three years. Here's the thing, though. The fact that it is legitimately good actually kind of rules it out of the running for Big Ass Pumpkin Day. It's still a Nickelodeon original movie, so it's going to be cheesy yeah. as fuck. Okay, well, in, that, in yeah. that case. I haven't seen that since it, like, came out. I've never forgotten it. It's so weird and not an Are You Afraid of the Dark movie. <laughs> so who made the microwave? Like, is there a uh, fucking industry in Halloween Town of... Did they discover platinum? <laughs> I will say this. In the background, when Benny dropped them off, you could actually see a fair distance, because it looks like they're on top of a hill, and they might be, like, in front of a giant lake. Halloween Town might be more like a Halloween city, at the very least. Maybe uh, Halloween County would be a more accurate description. What if and it's an Isle of Halloween? Like, in this dimension, the rest of the world is just water. Oh, God. No, you know, we're not doing Halloween Waterworld. I want to see Dario Argento remake Halloween Town. <laughs> With the same level, like, the same level of menace as Suspiria. Like, like Goblin remixes the Mother's <laughs> Boss. <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> Honestly, if you change Halloween Town just slightly... It is kind of an Italian horror film. <laughs> it makes too much sense. There would have to be just less sense. They would have to suck the sense out of the movie. And just hands everywhere. Oh, yes. God, this kid's fucking just... 
I like how for most of the movie you're supposed to kind of be led to believe that the two older kids are fucking stupid and annoying and it's supposed to be the little girl that's really important. And the movie just forgets about that, too. No! It just says, fuck it, they all have magic. No, they always focus on Marnie. Uh, her little brother is dispensable, though. Like, they could have murdered him at any time. It wouldn't have mattered. What is Calabar doing there? Laughing maniacally. Being He's just amusing himself in his own <laughs> costume. Maniacal laugh. Maniacal laugh. <laughs> so, have you always felt that Calabar is the fucking, uh, the Wishmaster? Yes. <laughs> like, they just found that makeup in a box somewhere. And said, Wait, it's a little it bit too similar. Okay, can, can someone Wishmaster answer a, a logistical question for me? Because I have a hard no. time parsing this out in my mind. Um, so Calabar, like he, in his evil form, spoilers, is like some sort of scarecrow monster. However, everyone recognizes him as, in his human form. Like, even, even when the mother comes into Halloween Town, she immediately recognizes him. Like, oh, hey, it's that guy I used to have a crush on in, like, which high school? Or whatever. Uh, I don't remember the timeline of the movie very well. Uh, so, so apparently he's human, and he transforms himself into a scarecrow monster on occasion when he wants to be maniacal. Or has he always been a scarecrow monster that occasionally makes himself beautiful? Isn't he just wearing the costume of a scarecrow monster? Or doesn't he just whip a mask off? He might, but it's even more confusing. Like, why? Why? Just so he's a Nor- he's Norman Osborn, pretty much. Essentially, well, that's the weird thing. Calabar gets elected mayor, but doesn't use any of his mayor power to change the town. He decides to dress up like a scarecrow man. And float in a mirror and get help from a teenager yeah. to then change like his laugh. <laughs> he's been elected to, you know, uh, the head of the town. So obviously, some people have to trust him, even if it's only 51% of the voting public. Why not use that influence to make policy changes? I don't understand the approach he takes, it doesn't make any sense at all. I, I it's it's bad I... politically, it's, it's bad. I feel like Calabar being elected mayor is completely incidental to his evil plan. Like, that's it just happened. something he wanted to do. <laughs> you really well, wanted one of passions, taking over the known universe, and his civic duty as mayor of Halloween Town. I can't wait to fight Spider-Man right after I veto this bill. <laughs> He's wanted to hang out with that pincushion woman. <laughs> Which, yeah, also a weird thing to be in Halloween Town. Like, everyone's a spooky monster except for Pincushion Woman, who's just a woman who can be stabbed. Who's just in hell all the time. Ah! <laughs> Life is pain. Existence is pain. She's more like, I'm, what is it? The Schmoot. Like she, Woman and it hurts to live. Yes, she's like the Schmoot. Like, she exists for a purpose that most of us would find hellish. <laughs> Please stab me. It's the only reason I exist. Oh, oh, God, she gets off she on might. us. She might. She does laugh quite a bit, if I remember her scene correctly. Yeah, it's really creepy and off-putting. It it, it, it really is. God, the life April, of no. this woman. <laughs> what would Donnie think if he saw you like bag? that? At least wrap it back up. Right? Someone could put a razor blade in there. <laughs> Now, that was actually the original ending of this movie. She dies from poisoned Halloween candy. 
Halloween Town. It's real sad. Calabar goes to the daughter. It's like, you can undo this. Undo death itself if you join me. <laughs> and that just becomes the end of her Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> the makeup would fit in. God, that fucking kid. Yeah, right. He just, it's what a fucking piece of shit yuppie. It's like he grows up to be Michael J. Fox from Growing Pains. Ugh. <laughs> he just has this, this this smarm. And I remember in one of the later films, like, he shows up after going through puberty, puberty, so he's, like, suddenly three feet taller. And he just leans into frame, like, ho ho, look at me now. Like, we're supposed to be impressed that he didn't die. <laughs> Congratulations. Ladies. You continue, You continued aging like a human being. Congratulations. I beat the bone cancer, audience. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that just what a high school graduation is, though? Just, Hooray! We're all alive! <laughs> yes. And that's why they're pointless. Don't go to them. Also, I like the cameo by the sorting hat there. <laughs> what a bunch of fashion Gryffindor! Victims. Gryffindor! Harry, come find me! I have a sword for you! <laughs> So is every normal looking person just a witch or are there like normies in Halloween town like squibs and Harry Potter? Well, there has right. to be one like like the niece from uh, the Munsters. Like there always has to be one of those. Yeah. I bet they're treated terribly in this world of monsters and I feel bad for them. Also, I love Calabar on the town. Get an ice cream. Think... Okay, new new personal headcanon here. Uh, the end of Ghostbusters, when all the monsters are sucked into R.L. Stein's giant magic book, it just <laughs> drops them into Halloween Town. Slappy is around here somewhere. I I'm sure they share a universe. I'm obsessed with his color scheme. And the orange does make him look like Roderick Kingsley. We've got some orange. We've got a kind of a light brown. So this guy oh, does look like he would play the Hobgoblin on a 90s TV <laughs> Spider-Man show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the heart, Osborne. The heart. It just looks like he should have been on The Flash. Oh, God. Pumpkin syrup. They predicted 2017. They knew. The spice they knew there flow. would be a magical goddamn time. I was kind of hoping they would do more with the Halloween jokes in, like, all the food. Like, instead of malts and shakes, they would have, you know, like, Frankenberry kind of stuff. You know, everything should be a monster pun. They kind of just have them have normal food at a certain point. Yeah. Which, I mean, might be their, their approach. It's just a normal town filled with monsters that's very Halloween-themed. Okay, also, this confuses how me. how cheap these brooms are. I, I know. The These are salesman, some plastic on. They're terrible. But the salesman <laughs> just... This I horrifying character. <laughs> yes, it's like, I don't understand where the genesis of this one came from. <laughs> it's so random. Why is this the broom salesman? Oh my god, Cody. Remember Chuck's dead dad from Pushing Daisies? <laughs> I think this is him. This is where he went. 
I like how all the other monsters are just like big funny cartoon characters, and this guy's a rotting corpse. Just Elvis with Beetlejuice's jacket. Yeah. I love how uncomfortable this dude is, too. I mean, it's, it's like... I can't breathe. Magic, you stupid fucking kid. There's a plastic thing over my face. I can't breathe. Where's my cake? <laughs> <laughs> also, shouldn't the fucking guitar riff from Clarissa Explains It All happen every time this kid walks in? Yes. I love, like, how 90s hot kid he was supposed to be. Like, you're supposed to swoon, I think, for this dude walking in. It's like, mmm. Instead, he just looks really out of shape. Yeah, he also also just kind of looks like a Stephen King bully. (laughs) A little bit. He looks like he drinks several times a day. (laughs) We're all very cruel to this poor child. (laughs) He He just has that alcoholic face. But he's like... Fourteen. Go home, Goober. It's also confusing because in Halloween Town, like it's completely populated by monsters and witches who look like normal human beings. He was a monster that now looks like a normal human, and apparently they still find that beautiful in this place. So there's like a really unfortunate hierarchy in the monster world where everyone's an ugly beast except for like the three witches. <laughs> and this one kid who had his whole face rearranged. I feel like it should be the opposite. Like, the normies are just, it's like that Twilight Zone where the girl takes her bandages off and everyone's like, oh, freak! A normal-looking freak! That should be Halloween Town. That kid should be exiled right now until he grows a third nose. (laughs) Turn around and tell me what you see. Since we've been shitting on this movie so so much, let's say the effects in this movie are randomly good for a TV film from 1997. It really is. Uh, I, I don't know. Some of this flying stuff looks like it might be on a green screen. <laughs> oh, no. they're not actually flying. <laughs> Sales guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right God, there. he is so fucking. Done. <laughs> it just turns around and leaves like you had your spin. Give me your money. Pay me. Also, I just realized is that salesman? I know it isn't, but does it seem like he's played by William Sadler? Yes. <laughs> Did anyone get their start on Halloween Town? Was there someone who went on to do like some big A budget um, pictures? The main girl in this was in a couple of movies in the 90s, but I don't think she ever like went any, into anything. Mostly Disney came. stuff. She was in Tumblr, Tumbleweeds, that's all I can remember. No, yeah, Halloween Town to... was where your career went when you couldn't get Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles anymore. I mean, they do have Debbie Reynolds, which is kind of like the Sci-Fi Channel original movie trick. Like, you get one distinguished actor to, yeah. to sell your, your film. <laughs> Or or you get Tiffany. <laughs> Meanwhile, Phantom of the Megaplex just features the oldest living man at the time. <laughs> what I love how okay, we're going a little bit of a tangent here, but it's big ass pumpkin day, so we're allowed. Big ass pumpkin. Okay. Phantom of the Megaplex, starring Mickey Rooney. Now you know how Mickey Rooney had that thing where he would get angry if you asked him about any movie he ever made. 
<laughs> There's that Twilight Zone commentary where he's just like, ah, this is a bunch of horse shit. <laughs> what do you think his opinion of Phantom of the Megaplex was? I'm it. sure he loved it. Okay, so I went down the IMDb rabbit hole a little bit. Robin Thomas, Calabar, uh, also had a bit part in Pacific Rim. Really? Uh, I don't know if he had any lines. He was American UN representative. But he's also what? in a lot of... He's still like in stuff all the time. Uh, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, he had like a reoccurring role there. Oh, God. I just looked up the, the main girl, uh, Kimberly Jane Brown. Mm-hmm. She was in five episodes of Low Winter Sun. <laughs> yeah, so is she the point, one they killed? Is that so, what so, Mark so, Strong had to deal with? So at some point, she was accosted by Lenny James about the fact that she may or may not have something to do with what they did. <laughs> Should have stayed in Halloween Town. Also, I love these vaudeville characters here. <laughs> They're essentially the three-headed giant from Monty Python. Also, uh, because we were talking about Sci-Fi Channel original movies, and I never want to pass up an opportunity to bring up this film, because it seems like something I imagined, but it's real. Chupacabra Terror. For some reason, for years, I always thought it was called Chupacabra Dark Seas. I think they might have renamed it. Uh, It was a movie about a chupacabra that's being transported on a cruise ship for some reason, and it breaks loose and starts eating the cast. Uh... They got John Rice Davies, though, to play the main character. Oh, yeah. So just imagine him sawing the shit out of this boat captain trying to destroy a rubber-suited chupacabra man who's eating his his <laughs> his his, uh, his first mate and all that kind of stuff. Oh, God, there's a sci-fi channel movie called Blood Monkey that stars <laughs> F. Murray Abraham. What? Oh, that sounds yep. delightful. Oh my god, 10 years ago. It's like, that dude went from Amadeus to Star Trek <laughs> Insurrection <laughs> to Blood Monkey on the Sci-Fi Channel. Blood Monkey. I do have a lot of nostalgia for the mid-2000s Sci-Fi Channel movies. Before like, they got self-aware, there was a charm there. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm all for some mansquito. Right. Ah. Ooh, this horrible puppet. But yeah, so so for like a brief period of time there, I remember reading an interview with the head of sci-fi. And he's basically like, yeah, we pay people to make money, but we don't pay them enough to make a good movie. Because a good movie on our production would basically be like an okay movie no one talks about. So we pay them just enough to make an ambitious, shitty movie. <laughs> and people tune in for that in droves. So we were just going to keep popping them out. And for a while, it really worked. Like they made some really bad movies that were like just fun to watch. And they, they lost that charm as they moved more into Sharknado territory, I personally feel. But man, for a while, there, there were some classics I would love to rewatch and just laugh my ass off about. And occasionally there'd be like one or two that were actually like decent movies. I think there's one about time travel called like Time Stream or something like that that was actually fairly enjoyable. You know what's really weird to remember? The... Uh... Early 2000s Invisible Man series got its start as a Sci-Fi Channel original show. Sci-Fi tried some weird stuff back in the day. Remember when they did, like, uh, Tin Man or whatever it was, the Wizard of Oz reboot? Oh, yeah. I'm so mad that never got picked up as a show. It actually came close to it, but... That was a solid miniseries. Yeah. 
Oh, here's Pincushion Woman. What an odd so, character. The greatest so, monster in this film. <laughs> okay, so she has the shirt tucked into the pincushion. So she's just a normal person who enjoys wearing a pincushion? <laughs> or is that's that why like... She's in, that's why she's in this world. She's so horrible. <laughs> she's just a, I think she's just a normal person who enjoys putting pins into, like, poofy pants. Uh, okay, that's the new head canon. All the normal-looking people we see just have horrible, horrible fetishes that make them monsters. <laughs> There's one guy who's just really into Bigfoot, so he just moved here. <laughs> the idea of being that into Bigfoot is amazing. <laughs> he took his foot fetish to a new level. I feel like that's the future of Henry Zabrowski. Yeah. Ah, it's me. Wah, 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 wah. Wah, 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 wah. Elton John, play him off. Is he trying to chew his own tongue? Uh, it might be. You know what? I think this kid, he looks a lot like he grew up to be a failed actor. <laughs> Ouch. This poor kid. I'm gonna look him up now because I'm very curious. It looks like he, he like they were trying to rebirth Steven Gutenberg and then they failed. <laughs> but he it got does. out of the lab and they then they, since the filming of this movie they hunted him down and killed him. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> um What is this kid's name? I don't see him in the cast list for some reason. I told you they erased him. He's gotta be in here. Okay, there's the voice of Benny, uh, Wolfie, which one, two, Vampire Patient, Two-Headed Man, Part Two, Two-Headed Man, Part One, not a Nutrimilk Hotel no, song. <laughs> Pincushion Secretary, Hip Sales Creature. <laughs> hip Sales Creature. Uh, played by Kenneth Choi. What? I'm gonna send what? that link over because I did a double take. You know what the fucked up thing is? I swear to God, through the makeup, I was like, he looks really familiar, and he looks like an Asian actor I'm familiar with. You were right on the money. Somebody got their start. <laughs> Holy fucking... And of all people, him? And now he's rolling in that Spider-Man Homecoming money. And that Captain America money. Yeah, good for him. The fuck? Right. Blew my mind. And Luke, he put okay. on that performance. My okay. God, he went from that, he went from hip sales monster to Lance Ito. Uh, okay, so, 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 um, the, the kid uh, Luke, I forgot his name for a second, is played by actor Philip Van Dyke. Uh, I'm just going to read his IMDb, IMDb bio. Philip Van Dyke, born on June 13th, 1984, uh, is known for his work on Halloween Town, Halloween Town 2, and Bartok the Magnificent. <laughs> that has so, been off? They did have a direct video spinoff of, uh, of, oh shit, Anastasia, all about Bartok. Really? 
Yes, I think he brings Rasputin back or something like that, if I can remember right. Again? Uh, he played Ivan. I'm going to read about Bartok the Magnificent here because I'm trying to remember what happened. Uh, the lovable bat Bartok goes on his own adventure and meets a pink snake, a dapper bear, a prince, and an evil witch trying to rule all of Russia. It was directed by Don Bluth and Gary Really? Goldman. Yes. So I take it back. Apparently there is no Rasputin. I'm just making that part up, but yes. <laughs> it's an hour and eight minutes long. It came out in 1999. What I want to know is, does it involve that sexy female bar talk that shows up at the end for no reason? You would almost have to assume. Also, hello, sleepwalker. <laughs> I'm just I'm looking at the people who also like this like, <laughs> and I'm going down a memory lane here because there's Thumbelina, there's uh, the Pebble and the Penguin, Rockadoodle, uh, the Magic Sword, Quest for Camelot, which I've never actually seen. Uh, Quest and, for Camelot is unwatchable. Yeah, and a Troll in Central Park, which is one of those movies I forgot existed until this very moment. <laughs> God, Rockadoodle was a classic film whenever I was four. Uh, I think Rockadoodle's actually coming to Blu-ray fairly soon. Really? I yeah, I thought That's I saw that announced. Movies that time forgot. I thought so too, but now nah, it's. I think anything with Don Bluth's name attached to it probably has like some saleability. God, Rockadoodle is a weird movie, man. Yes. It's one of those kids' movies that's. Just makes you scratch your head as to like, okay, what about any of this was for kids? I remember it as one of those films that like you watch it and it impacts you. Like you just, it's not like normal kids entertainment where you just kind of watch it and forget about it. Like it actually makes you kind of feel stuff that's confusing. There's a couple of those films that like you don't necessarily want to revisit because it can't hold up to like that first weird wonderment you have when you watch it. Yeah, Rockadoodle is just walk the line, but with an animated rooster man. <laughs> well, that guy. Okay, I feel really no, bad for this dude. He's dead forever. Everyone else wakes up in the end. That guy just. Where does he go? <laughs> he's gone forever. He's <laughs> in the void. Uh, he's like that one old lady who gets her soul sucked out in Bubba Hotel. <laughs> one acceptable casualty. <laughs> One guy is just a skeleton. You should have said it backwards. That's mm. how real magic works. That is the entire point of the sequel. Like how Calabar just looks like Jack Nicholson as the Joker whenever he's talking because of the way the appliances work. <laughs> it's true. And, and it looks like he's attempting to put on a Nicholson performance but failing as well. <laughs> You know what, April, if you had brought Donnie, Mikey, Leo, and Raph, this wouldn't have happened. But no, you had to you had to bring up old wounds. Now, I don't know if you folks at home are aware of this, but the actress in this used to play April O'Neil. Once upon a time. Wait, but, to keep going back to old wounds, I'm looking at the voice cast guys for Bartok the Magnificent. We have to watch this. It's got... <laughs> Jennifer Tilly, Tim Curry, Catherine O'Hara, uh, Kelsey Grammer, and Hank Azera. Jesus. Jesus. That was just a real movie. <laughs> oh, and uh, Diedrich Bader. 
It's got them all. It's got everybody. Also, it's really weird that Jennifer Tilly was like a children's star for a hot minute. Right? And for some reason, this just makes me think of uh, Cats Don't Dance. I don't, and that's going to be stuck in my head now for like the next yeah, week until I track the, it down and watch it. That's another one of those weird 90s animated films where it's like, who was this for exactly? Right? That was, was, was that like an actual movie or did it just, was it made for Cartoon Network? I feel like it played on Cartoon Network every other day. I don't know. Cats Don't Dance was theatrical. Huh. Just I, I've gone down a rabbit hole. I got to get off of IMDb. It's like my entire childhood. I have to rediscover quickly. Going uh, back to shitting on this movie, Calabar just goes <laughs> out in the sun later, but for oh, yeah. some reason that door opening <laughs> nearly destroyed him. Yeah, I. Well, he I, was at full gloat at that moment. <laughs> and he did it for dramatic purposes. As far as Calabar's design goes, so they couldn't decide between a scarecrow and a goblin, could they? Nope. So I it's mean, like know... a horrible inbred version or something. <laughs> oh, I know it's probably... I love Mummy Lady. Mummy Lady. Mumra. There's some legitimately decent monster designs in this movie, I will admit. Oh, yeah. Also, this character has always made me uncomfortable. <laughs> it's like him and Hip Sales Monster are just <laughs> the he only looks... unacceptable monsters in this movie. Oh, God, what's that show on Sci-Fi Channel where they have makeup artists compete for, like, the oh, best face title? Off. Face Off? It feels like he should be on Face Off. Like, wait, as a design or as a contestant? Yeah, I feel, no, not as a, <laughs> oh, that would be interesting. If they just had a Wolfman. <laughs> I like that wood nymph there. <laughs> Was that like a pre-movie career Jared Leto? <laughs> God, don't murder him. We'll never have 30 seconds to Mars. <laughs> Kill him. Kill him. Do it. Strike him down. <laughs> Little did he know uh, that Razor was silver. And he died immediately. Uh, <laughs> that was just horribly cruel. It was. They didn't need to take that much. And I know it's probably folly to make fun of the logic in, in these films, but they really uh, could have... Like, if Caliban didn't want people to use the magic pumpkin, as mayor, couldn't he just fill it up with cement? He could have done many things. I don't really understand his plan. Yeah, I would have just been like, oh, nope, we're remodeling, so we're getting a new pumpkin, and then just left it down forever and been like, uh, we're, we're commissioning a new one. It's taking longer than expected. As Mary has that power. Okay, speaking of dog uh, people are so depressing. The island of, of lost souls. The, the most uncomfortable monster designs. I, that workout instructor was doing things for me, and then I saw her face. <laughs> That, that, that and then he was even more turned on. Yeah. Hey, Mr. Fish. The creature from Black Lagoon has not fared well over the last 30 years. That's what meth does. Just think, Luke Cage is going to be battling that guy next season. <laughs> or Cody. 
Well, yeah, the, next time, the next time you see Blade Runner 2049, you're just going to walk out and that dude's going to be there and you're going to have to get in a fist fight. It's only fair. I'm fully expecting next uh, commentary. We just suddenly hear, dun, dun, dun. Uh, <laughs> and then you're strangled to death. <laughs> That'd be a good way to go. I mean, if I'm going to die, I want to go. I want to go out the Tom Waits way. But, you know, getting killed by uh, frog combat isn't bad either. Also, I want to know this ghost story. <laughs> Fat ghost? I've, I've been fascinated by this performance since I was a kid. The ghost or the child? Just both, but the ghost especially. Huh? And then she turns into a little racist. This is almost as bad as us and lepers. So I feel like or this Germany. guy became a ghost because he killed himself, right? <laughs> I assumed he choked on something. On purpose? This like is the ghost of the guy from Seven, the guy who killed for Glenn. <laughs> it does bring up that he been that he's been to hell. And that's just glossed over. Yeah, Halloween Town. You can just come to hear from hell. What's the matter? Here's a question: Do you think anybody's killed themselves by purposely choking on a sandwich? <laughs> uh, I was gonna say Dom DeLuise, but I don't think that no. actually lines up. No, he would. Dom DeLuise never had a moment of true despair in his life. Wasn't that like the old, uh, you know, magic bullet kind of thing? Like if you kill someone with an ice bullet, they won't know what happened. What? No, that's nothing the like that at all. Perfect suicide. Like no, everyone would assume it was an accident. Like uh, I well, can't no, figure that, it out. That's a good murder to shove a sandwich down somebody's throat. Yeah. It may be the perfect murder. Okay, this dentist is way too excited to remove one of the fangs from a vampire because that's, like, half her livelihood. It's a fetishist. Like all dentists. Like, how is she going to drink blood with one fang? Like, she's got to angle it right. She's handicapped. I've told also, my dentist story, Also, that is a really story, right? bad... Uh... The effect on her teeth, yeah. Yeah, oh, terrible. Mike, tell us your, your dentist story. Okay, so I was getting seven teeth pulled at once. Ow. Uh, yeah, I, have a, I had a lot of extra teeth. Uh, hmm. This was a couple years ago. Did My couple, I mean 10 at this point. I wanted to. They did not allow me to, for some reason. Uh, bummer. Um, but anyway, I had one of those things, you know, uh, they talk about whenever you wake up from anesthesia, but you're still paralyzed, but you can feel everything and you're conscious? Yes. So that happened to me while I was getting seven teeth pulled. So, I'm in excruciating pain because I can feel everything, uh, but I can't move, so I'm focusing on trying to move my leg the entire time. Also, evil Benny. Evil Benny. <laughs> the, the horror. But he can't get out of his seat because he's a skeleton. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't have any legs. Well, he's I don't know how he's into the car. Pedals. He's more car than alive than skeleton. So I'm I'm focusing all my He's more car than alive than skeleton. 
I don't quite know how that one works either, folks. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Back to your story. <laughs> Back to your horrifying story. So it's like I'm told I'm, over the top of this children's story. I'm in so much pain. I'm trying to move my leg to let them know, like I can, I'm I, to put me under again. Yeah. But I'm slowly realizing the conversation that's going on, and by the end of it, by the time I realize what's going on, I stop caring about the pain, and I just start focusing on the conversation because. The dentist and, I, I guess, still in dentistry, it's called an MA or whatever, are having a highly flirtatious and sexually charged conversation <laughs> where they're clearly fucking, probably behind significant others' backs, and they are being very explicit. Mike, did you realize that you were living in a lost Cronenberg movie? <laughs> like dentists who get off pulling teeth from passed out people. Children at that. See, and then I, they probably like go watch car wrecks afterwards and get off on that too. Like you were clearly in a Cronenberg movie. She was actually Roxana Arquette. <laughs> like, I just feel like this would send you down a dark path where you have to experience it for yourself more and more often. <laughs> Like, they like... just keep experimenting on you as you, get like, wake up from surgeries and just to see what other people are talking about, and it gets you off, and it gets them off. You see, this is interesting. You had the mic reaction of going to Cronenberg <laughs> and, and comparing it to Crash. I had the Cody reaction, which was remembering that episode of Seinfeld where Jerry <laughs> thinks he may have been molested at the dentist while he was unconscious. <laughs> That's all I've ever thought about when you tell that story. <laughs> I'm actually amazed I didn't go to Seinfeld. I did that like three times today while talking to strangers while learning a board game. <laughs> That's not an exaggeration. What an odd thing to say. Your, your life, man. Well, I was I... learning how to play the board game, and I didn't quite understand it, so I kept making bad moves. What, what so it reminded game? me of the episode, uh, it's actually Go, I guess. Do other people know about Go? I've never heard about it till today. Look it up. I, you, you'll find no. out what it is. Yeah. So I'm making all the bad, the worst moves and just playing like a total idiot because I don't know what I'm doing. And I realize like this is a this is a Costanza moment. I have to go against my gut instinct and do the stupid thing because it's probably not actually dumb. I still lost horribly, but for a little <laughs> bit I had hope. You just started yelling out the moops. <laughs> moops. Serenity now. Also, gentlemen, Pride Pumpkin has been completed. Hoorah! How'd it come out? We gotta, you gotta Twitter this. <laughs> uh, we'll send it to our private box office pulp. No fans allowed page. No, you gotta see it so the, we gotta put it so the fans can see it. That's box office pulp at twitter.com. I mean, it's, it's twitter.com slash box office pulp, or just at box office pulp. I don't know how the internet works. I know. I'm as bad as this kid with a fucking magic wand. <laughs> That's a flashlight. <laughs> Filled no. with the liquid, weirdly. Magic. Oh, I'm pulling up James's photo. This might be partially because of my color blindness, but it I see a pumpkin. <laughs> All right, you got it right. You technically, you aren't wrong. 
Go to the left side of the pumpkin is red. That's all the colors of the rainbow, Cody. I can't see all the colors of the rainbow. <laughs> this is just a cruel joke to Cody. Okay. <laughs> I don't think you go by pride parades and you're like, oh, what's the big fucking deal? It's just a gray flag. <laughs> the grays are out again. <laughs> so that's another group of people we've insulted. <laughs> Like does James's kindness for the the queer community balance out me being an idiot? Like, does is that how that works, or do I? No, take the whole thing? no, you're pretty. You're still. You don't get let off the hook. Yeah, that's fair. Also, that is a very, very nice looking pumpkin. I, I would say that that is worthy of the cause. Uh, I started really kicking on the Elmer's glue, so I think it finally <laughs> took after about forty five minutes. It's actually seven coats deep. <laughs> Thankfully, uh, the little canopy outside of my house is pretty, like, stuck pretty far out, so it'll keep the rain off of it. You know, I'm uh, color editing it for uh, for Twitter right now for you. Ooh, oh, thank you. Yeah, I know the. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were gonna say Cody and just make it black and white. <laughs> <laughs> I was tempted to do that to see if he would notice a difference. Hold on, that's kind of interesting. Do- I actually do have a real, not-on-my-cell-phone camera with me, so... Oh, also, that's better. I'll stop doing this, then. Also, 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 we just need to point this out before it gets passed over, but this movie actually managed to correct itself in terms of a critique we had earlier, which is, this dude appears in daylight, but he manipulated the clouds. True. So, that so it why did he do that when the door opened? It uh, wasn't powerful enough yet. I don't know. Also, in the crowd of people, there was just like a Civil War soldier. This is just a man displaced by time. And I think I saw a pirate, too. Yeah, you just did a sea of pirates, so. Those are people that just have unusual career choices. They're not monsters. No, those are the real monsters. This would be like if they did Halloween Town today and it was just populated by people just like Robert Downey Jr. and Spider-Man and stuff. Like, eh, I get people dress up like superheroes for Halloween, but it doesn't seem quite in the spirit to me. You have to be freaks of nature. Yes. So Spider-Man would technically count, then? <laughs> yes. But only if it's that one episode of the animated series where he turned into a real spider. Boy, does he have fingernails. That's a line from it, I remember. <laughs> Thank you, folks. We've been box office pulp. <laughs> we'll be here all commentary. <laughs> this really should have been part of your campaign platform. I feel like I made a mistake voting for you. <laughs> Find the mud blood. <laughs> And we're going to build a wall between us and humanity. You already have a bus. (laughs) They're not sending their best monsters to Halloween Town. Okay, there there was just an old man in the background. He's not anything but just an old man. Look at that guy. Just to the right of Caliban. (laughs) Uh, He has a profound gore fetish. (laughs) (laughs) I still say also, this I love is how just, significantly uh, cooler Calabar looks in his human form. <laughs> and more monstrous somehow. 
I'm still pretty sure this is just a sequel to Freaked. I think that's the only time Freaked has been mentioned twice in a commentary for anything. Why have we done an episode on Freaked? Guys, if I were cutting the movie, we would have credits pretty much now. Same. (laughs) (laughs) The end of his speech, and that would be film. I like the dapper skeleton horror man there. Also, I only saw that shot for a second, but was a Super Saiyan Goku in the background? Probably. See, and he's defeated by the pumpkin, so it's perfect for Big Ass. Big Ass Pumpkin. That'd be (laughs) Big Ass Pumpkin Day, everybody. I like the idea of you saying Big Ass Pumpkin, as a Big Ass Pumpkin destroys the main villain of this. It finally makes sense and has context. (laughs) As one beautiful, beautiful pride, Pumpkin. Oh, now I can see the colors. I fixed Cody, everybody. Yeah, there's some green, and the middle is kind of yellow, and then there's red on the left. And I like your mad scientist lab off to the side. Ooh, with my beakers of equality. <laughs> also, also, Cody, take note of the paper towel next time you carve a pumpkin. Maybe get some of those. Yeah, maybe not do it over your expensive keyboard. keyboard. Look, just think of the number of great horror movies that wouldn't have happened if they didn't accidentally spill blood over areas that might have human remains. We'd never have gotten Hellraiser if, like, they just put some some paper towel down. (laughs) Did you just just copy your keyboard having human remains in it? I don't know. I mean, it was probably made in China where they accidentally killed, like, three miners putting it together for my convenience. I just had an amazing image of after you carve a pumpkin, some of it falls to the ground... You walk back into the room 20 minutes later, there's a fucking s- pumpkin man forming <laughs> out of oh! the floor. Oh! And then you just okay. turn around and leave. That, okay, you just described the best Halloween a person could possibly have. <laughs> and that sounds decidedly Clyde Barkerish, so it all fits. I know. Wait, I'm wait, wait. loving the amount of Barker in this episode. Wait, is this where Dancing Pumpkin Man came from? <laughs> <laughs> he was born like Frank in Hellraiser. And then he just started dancing. <laughs> Unlimited power! Like he just <laughs> rises to the floor and somebody, like, an unseen hand turns on, like, an FMV radio and, <laughs> and away just, he goes. just, all you hear is the Macarena and he just slowly starts thrusting. Back and forth, back and forth. Hypnotizing all of us. I, I love how Calabar's cape and stuff keeps fluttering in his fluttering in his face, and then like whatever, just leave it. It's we He's can't afford to redo this. <laughs> also, what a useless kid this is, man! I'd like to do something about this. I have magic powers. I don't care for this. Also, bullshit, I thought he wasn't supposed to have powers because he was a boy. Stop going back on your own previous logic movie. That's no, because he's uh, got- Warlocks, man. They've got Warlocks. 
but they still referenced it. Because he's Calabar's kid. He, he He's not like <laughs> That's why he's so evil. That'd have been a real Calabar's revenge. He's a splinter cell, like he's been hidden there the whole time. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest, the only character I like is the toddler. <laughs> ah. Who does, like you mentioned before, she gets surprisingly little screen time. Hey, what did, what did Debbie Reynolds do that's so bad? No, she's fine. She purposely hit that black guy with her car that one time. Oh, yeah. Mm. Is that kind of slander? Did I just get us in trouble? <laughs> Probably, right? But that you, sounds you, like something Debbie Reynolds has done, right? Okay, everyone who knows Debbie Reynolds, I'm writing this down on the list of people we have offended in this commentary. Why do you feel the need to bring Debbie Reynolds down a peg, man? She seemed like she was having a fun time with this movie, so I can't really criticize her. Yeah, as fun as that one time she committed the hate crime on the highway. What? I don't know if we're being serious or not now. I don't know enough about Debbie Reynolds' history to judge any of this. This is like when people bring up the fact Matthew Broderick killed a dude with his car. Is like, oh, oh, oh. oh no, that's real. That's yeah, real. that's unfortunately, yeah. That's real. Him and Mr. That's... Mosby. Yeah, that apparently has destroyed him. Oh, I mean, it can't be good to kill a person with your car. I mean... Dude, you kill. I don't know, when you have his career, I think everything else is just kind of... You have nowhere to go but up. Up to the heights of Godzilla. <laughs> I like that punk rock lady who just walked past. And the milkman, where's he doing? There's the pirate. Everyone's giving themselves hugs for some reason. Yeah, nobody wants to talk to the people who just saved them. It's getting on with the fucking Halloween festivities. People had a very good reaction to this. Like, they were just attacked by a lunatic, and now they're all like, wee, life's fun. Like, I think in real life, people would just be more shaken. Like, it'd be more of a somber tone. Like, we have to prevent this from happening again. Never so again, scene, people of Halloween Town. This scene fascinates me because the moral that's presented is, oh, you're ugly now. Oh, well, we'll never go out. But I was into you when you were handsome. That's literally what's pretty much said in this scene. Yeah. I mean, I agree. He is fucking just atrocious. Kill him, but still. He got, he got the short end of the stick here. I think he looks better now than he did before the transformation. Cold-blooded. He looks less like an alcoholic, which I think helps. So I wonder, is this just cosmetic? Like, he just has a big nose and funny ears? Or is, like, his chest actually a gaping maw that eats rabbits and people? <laughs> what an odd escalation, Cody. I don't know. There's only so many things that could be different about him. Like, I guess there's just he has a funny face now, and that's what makes him a monster. I, I don't feel like that's right. He's got to have some sort of characteristic where, like, he accidentally, uh, like, if his pinky touches you, it sucks out your soul. Well, his dick goes out, then curls under, goes back into him, and then comes out both of his nipples somehow. And Where were the cops during all this? Unsightly. I just noticed a cop. Yeah, I keep they telling you there's the a cop who doesn't care. Those Vlad aren't that, cops. That's just their costumes. I think there's Vlad the Impaler in the background with the yeah, sweet I'm trying, mustache. Yeah, I'm like I'm fascinated by that guy. 
<laughs> to do like a Star Wars Cantina stories where each one of these guys gets his own spin-off tale. Wait, is that Halloween Town from a certain point of view? <laughs> it might be Lemmy. It's the Ace of Spades himself. Yeah. I it's a- after he did that video with Pinhead, he decided to go to Halloween Town. <laughs> Man, I miss when Pinhead used to just be in music videos. <laughs> Or any like horror character, really. Like, remember the fr- the Freddy rep? <laughs> Who could forget when the uh, the predators from Predator Two just had like a dance off? If your monsters aren't dancing, they're not real monsters. And let's they're not honorable forget. dance off. Hey, let's not forget the Crypt Jam. <laughs> Who could forget? He had an entire album. I feel like we, we had a missed opportunity with the Babadook. Like, what if the special features on that movie were just him having a dance party? The Baba Dank. <laughs> the Baba Dunk. Dank, dank, dank. Big ass, big ass Baba Duke. Big ass, <laughs> big ass Baba Duke. Big ass, big ass Baba Duke. Hey, he's out of the cab. <laughs> Being held up by that goblin man. He has, like, a different costume on now. He has, like, a war veteran costume. <laughs> That's not Benny. <laughs> you were Skeller racist. I, I like how the pumpkin is glowing evilly, too, like it's about to explode. That's why they're getting it the hell is. out of there. Everyone died about to explode. right after this. Also, I just, I, I can't get over the image of fucking the Babadook break dancing. <laughs> and like, a whole song plays and shit, and then he just stands up, looks at the camera, and goes, I'm an analogy for depression. Rina Romano was Benny. Damn. That's why that voice is so fucking familiar. (laughs) Well, there you have it, folks. We did it. That was Halloween Town. I hope uh, you've enjoyed the stroll down memory lane, and uh, hopefully you didn't yell at your TV as much as we just did. That was the best Disney Channel original movie ever. I mean, I'm still partial to some of the others. Like, Don't Look Under the Bed has its moments. Uh, No, it doesn't. I like the monster design. Up, Up, and Away was good enough to be unofficially remade as Sky High several years later. (laughs) The monster design in Don't Look Under the Bed is pretty fucking awesome. But damn, is that movie almost unwatchable now. Yeah, I haven't seen it in so many years. I rewatched it about a year, year and a half ago, and oh my god. <laughs> that movie will always hold a place in my heart for having a dramatic scene where someone indignantly says, I'm turning into a boogeyman, okay? <laughs> I think you're all forgetting the majesty of Luck of the Irish. Yeah, that was an unusual one. I mostly just remember there being a basketball scene where the guy was shrinking to leprechaun size. Well, we have, we're all ignoring Xenon, Girl of the 21st Century, or the sequel. I was about to say, there were two of those bad boys. There were three of them, actually. Were there? Whoa. Yeah. I think, no, I'm actually thinking there are like four of them. <laughs> How deep does it go? Now, the fourth one, she had to get an abortion. It was really dark. Uh, space abortion. To get the terminology correct. Is there any other kind? 
<laughs> and on that note, this has been Big Ass Pumpkin Day. Big Ass Pumpkin Day. I hope you've enjoyed. Uh, we have several other Big Ass Pumpkin Day celebration episodes. I think they're all worth a listen. You can find all of those on our blog spot under Box Office Bulb. As mentioned before, we are on Twitter. Find us. Uh, there may or may not be a picture of a gloriously glitterful pumpkin. Is glitterful the term? Like beautiful glitter. glitter glitter-filled. Glitter-filled. Like if you poke it with a pin, it just explodes into glitter. Just like me. Oh, oh, glitter just vomited everywhere. <laughs> it, turned Kill out me. The, it turned out the true pincushion lady was James all along. <laughs> it turns out the real glitter was our hearts. It's sticky and all over the place, and we're dying. Now, before we wrap up, would you guys join me in a rousing verse of Big Ass Pumpkin Day? Oh, Big Ass, Big Ass Pumpkin Day. Big Ass, Big Ass Pumpkin Day. Big Ass, Big Ass Pumpkin Day. It's a Big Ass Pumpkin Day. Everybody! Big Ass, Big Ass Pumpkin Day. Big ass, big ass, pumpkin day. Big ass, big ass, pumpkin day. That's a big ass pumpkin day. I like the the smattering of clapping we have to go with this. (laughs) Mike just drunk in the background. Pumpkins! (laughs) (laughs) Then MB just chimes in with Hanukkah. And, And you know what? Everything is true. God's an astronaut. Oz is over the rainbow, and Halloween Town is where the monsters live. And it is a big-ass pumpkin day. Get the hell out of here. That's a wrap. You get more out of life when you go out to a movie. Please remember to replace the speaker on the post when you leave the theater. Do you think they're still here listening? Like waiting for some sort of clever post-credit scene. Do you think anyone does that? How many people think I actually stay after the credits? I, I hope not. I'd feel really bad for them. I mean, I know we yeah, usually put know. something Sometimes there, but, you know, why are you listening to this right now? Uh, I just your love life how, choices. I just yeah. love how scared we apparently are of our audience. Are they still here? Can we leave? <laughs> well, apparently we, we've made fun of... Uh, 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 how many groups today? At least the Germans uh, seven. and the Lepers. Seven. I, it, was, it was exactly seven large groups of people who wanted guys, to kill us. It's, it's going to be the end of Trick or Treat, where they all just are outside the house, just waiting to end the stories. Oh, great. The, our after credit scene now spoils the ending of Trick or Treat. Good. Honestly, though, if you watch Trick or Treat and you don't see the ending coming, you, you might be blind. Well, we don't offend the blind now, Cody. So that's eight... That's okay, we've offended the blind at least eight times on the show previously. Several times. The was it the blind? I thought it was the deaf. Okay. It was both. We usually do a twofer. Why are we still talking about... <laughs> Good night, everybody! Go home already! This is Box Office Pulp Guy, and this has been a Pulp Podcast production. Now please, 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 put a gun in my mouth and pull the trigger and say goodnight. And now, on with the show. meeting will come to order. The Legion of Pulp is now in session. In a moment, iTunes... Yes, Quizmotron? 
I was wondering, Emperor Palpatine, if I could, perhaps... Box Office Pulp thinks we need a few items to pawn on the black market. Box Office Pulp guy, you have a podcast dedicated to movie analysis. Pinhead, your pleasure puzzles are deadly. Isaac, you've... You've got corn! Corn? What more do you need? How about a nuclear warhead? What? All other supervillains have them. With a nuclear warhead, I shall leave all of the podcasts to tear themselves apart with paranoia. Box up his Pope wants a magic lasso to hang himself with. Can I get a ship in a bottle kit? I demand more cars. To make my own ship in a bottle. Oh, enough of this. The hell do I look like, Santa Claus? We're wasting valuable time. Right now, my Pope Patrons are rewriting Apple's code to make our podcast number one on iTunes. Excuse me, Emperor. Quizmotron, what is it? All Quizmotron wants is pants. A decent pair of pants. Darth Vader wants pants, too. Order! Order! Tune in next week at hopepodcastnetwork.wordpress.com I don't even know how I deal with any of you on a daily basis.